Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. I'm excited to talk to you today about a concept that I recently heard called success exhaustion. Hmm. We have a special guest in the house, Dr. Latanja Watkins, who goes by Tangi. Welcome, Tangi, to the show. Thank you very much, Jane, for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, you know, people might not know who you are, so let's tell everybody about your business. We'll put some links in the show notes as well. Okay, yeah. So for my coaching practice, I do go by Dr. Tangi. And it came about because I went and got certified. I'm a physician, first of all. And a couple of years ago, I had this crazy idea to go get certified as a life coach because coaching had been so powerful in my own life. And I wanted to share it with the world. And in my realm, I was surrounded by doctors who were complaining about being exhausted and feeling like they were burnt out and not really knowing how to navigate that. So the first couple of years of my business, I focused on coaching doctors with burnout. Mm. And then as time went on, what I discovered was that there is burnout, which is this sense of exhaustion, overwhelm that comes from chronic job stress. Mm -hmm. But then there is what I've termed success exhaustion, which is kind of the same feeling of that exhaustion and overwhelm. But what it really stems from is outsourcing your sense of safety, certainty, validity to external sources. And so you find yourself exhausted because you're focusing on doing, 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 achieving, 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 but everything you're chasing a lot of the times is not even what you want or it doesn't Mm. align with who you really are anymore. And so there's the exhaustion that comes from that. And that's where success exhaustion was born. So if you're someone who is seeking validation externally, that would ultimately lead you to exhausting. Do you have an example of someone or who a client who came to you in that state, say someone who is kind of an everyday general business person versus a doctor? Yeah. So a lot of times people will start businesses because they're trying to escape corporate, for Mm. example. Right. So like the over, especially over since um, technology has made becoming an entrepreneur so accessible, a lot of people feel like, oh, well, I'm going to leave my corporate job and start this business and everything's going to be great. It'll be so much easier Mm -hmm. and I'm going to work way less Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be way less stressed out. I'm going to have so much time. I'm going to be on vacation. Freedom, freedom, freedom. (laughs) (laughs) We're giggling because we know that you have to be really, really intentional to get into this type of mode, right? And so they find out that this is not the case. Right. And so I think a lot of the time when, especially when you're new to entrepreneurship, you're new to business, you're new to marketing, you're new to figuring out that you actually need to try to speak to a particular audience. 
in my experience, some of the people who've come to me have created businesses based off of what was easy, what was convenient, what made sense. And then they quickly got burned out on that business within a few years because it's not really what internally they want to use their energy for to serve other people. Now, you chunk it down to two major ways that people can achieve success. What are those? Yeah, the first way is through success exhaustion, um, like we've been talking about. And it's in you're a doctor because your parents wanted you to be a doctor, you know, things of that nature. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're a doctor because you wanted to be a doctor. But then, like, as you grow and evolve, you know, you're not the same person at 55 as you were at 30. And so you might have other interests. You might be attracted to other things, but you don't allow yourself to explore them mm-hmm. because you're a doctor and that's not what we do. You know what I mean? It's like the culture doesn't, the culture that you're in doesn't really support your ideas because not many people have taken that path. And so it's not supported. And so you stay anyway. Mm. And so that's exhausting because you're not being true to yourself versus success alignment where you pretty much make all of your decisions from your own personal integrity your own personal wholeness, your own personal sense of truth and self-trust. And that's what success alignment is. So you would have had to have gone through a realignment halfway. Talk about what kind of doctor were you and what made you decide to take the leap? Yeah. So I'm a forensic pathologist. So for people who don't know, those are the doctors you see on C- CSI with all the cool oh, tools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our tools aren't nearly, our tools aren't nearly as cool as the ones yeah. you see on TV, but it's yeah. still a very cool profession. And at the time where I kind of had my realignment, so to speak, I had just finished training. I was working in the city of Chicago. Um, there were a thousand homicides that year. Oh my And goodness. yeah, it was insane. And for me, it was also very disturbing because there were so many who were black and brown. They looked just like me, you know? And mm-hmm. so it, and so, um, you know, people will just go about their day like, okay, what's for lunch? <laughs> and so that yeah. was like really, another person um, got another brown person got shot. What's for lunch, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, just, it be, you become numb to it after a while. Yeah, and so, but I was having a hard time dealing with that, and that's what led me to work with my first life coach, and mm-hmm. um, just to kind of help process kind of like, you know, what I was going through mentally, emotionally, et cetera. Grief. And yeah. And in that um, experience, I happened to hire um, a coach who was more on the creative and expressive side. And so I ended up um, really getting into writing and really being curious about coaching. And Then I just started to kind of have a shift in what I saw myself doing for the rest of my life. Up until that point, I saw myself practicing medicine and I still practice medicine just part-time. Right. But when I would talk about it to other people, they're like, 
are you freaking crazy? (laughs) You just spent like your entire life in medical school and training. And there's so many people who could have had your position. So there's a lot of like this guilt and shame and not understanding really when I would express what I wanted to do. So success alignment really was born out of kind of like my own path of really cultivating a life where I'm still able to be successful. I haven't really, I haven't given up anything that I wanted to keep Mm -hmm. and, and it includes happiness. And I know that if I didn't pursue these other things, the happiness wouldn't have been there. And could you have even imagined that your income as a coach could have exceeded your income as a doctor? Did that even cross your mind in that moment? At that point, no. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, no. I knew I come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know, people who've been very successful and like Y Combinator and all that stuff. So I knew like with entrepreneurship, like it was possible. And Mm. if I could just figure out like the thing, like, so I really, I didn't have like a problem that you were going to solve. Yeah. I didn't have a problem I was going to solve. So that's kind of like where I was getting stuck. But as far as coaching in and of itself, until I came across some other um, profitable coaches, so to speak, it didn't even cross my mind. I thought it would just be something that is like, oh, okay, this will be vacation money. Hmm. You and I are both, or I'm assuming you're already certified uh, as a life coach inside uh, Brooke Castillo's life coach school. And I'm actually on my way to becoming certified. And so there's a whole conversation around that. But I really want to talk about figuring out kind of what you value. Like, let's really think about what the questions are that people at home listening could be thinking about, either if they're very at the first of their business entrepreneur kind of stages, or if they've been around for a while, maybe they've been looking at reinventing. I got to tell you, COVID has been a game changer for so many of my friends and colleagues and clients. They've said, I am never going back to doing that again. You know, mm-hmm. they they were road warriors or whatever it might have been. And they've really recognized you've got freedom, impact, and legacy are kind of ideas and questions that you can, what is it that you might value the most? Talk a little bit about some of the questions that you might ask people that would allow them to figure out, number one, are they suffering from success exhaustion? And number two, what is it that I really do want? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the big question. What is it that you really do want? Mm -hmm. And does life reflect that? Does the time you're spending on your daily activities reflect that. What are your core values? Like for me, it's family, freedom, autonomy, creativity, fun. Mm. And is, is what I'm doing representing those core values? And if it's not, then it could just be a question of mindset, so to speak, and how, you know, a reframing of certain things. And it could be a byproduct of what you're doing will never align with your core values because it's not what you want to be doing anyway. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's not that whatever you're doing is a bad thing. It might align with somebody else and their core values, but, um, I just got a big uh aha from you. Yeah. And that is 
that if you are getting validated by live audiences, Mm -hmm. and right now you aren't able to have live audiences, let's say, I don't know when we're going to air this, but let's say COVID is still something that is keeping us from having live events. That is a factor in your success exhaustion, would you say? Yes, it could be, yes. So that external validation, what do you do about that? Is that something that we need to change about ourselves? Not really. I think it, it's kind of like this internal shift. It's like, is what you're saying um, so that you can get approval from the audience or is what you're saying, does it come from like your core truth? Is it something you feel like must be shared with the world? Is this something that you want to give to others? Mm-hmm. And if you happen and if happen people, if people happen to uh, receive it and like it, so be it. Or like if, okay, so if people happen to like it and receive it, mm-hmm. that's great. And if people, if you say something and you feel like, that people need to hear it and mm-hmm. they hate you, then it's just like, then, then the question is like, if you're not getting the approval, do, like, do you want to quit? Mm. Or, you know, people who are in success alignment and who are really clear and strong in their own internal validation, you know, they're going to, they're going to say it anyway. Like my mom used to, <laughs> it, it just reminds me of like, for some reason, like when I was a kid and like, I would like argue with my mom or whatever. And she'd be like, you're not going to stop me from doing my job. My job is to raise a human being that's going to give back to society in a, in a responsible way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so like, even if you're not receiving that external approval, do you have that same conviction? It's like, yeah, you hate it, but you're not going to stop me from doing my job. This is the message that needs to be heard. Mm, That's so interesting because I think a lot of professional speakers would struggle if they were giving a message that needed to be heard, but it didn't land all the time. You know, that would be a bit difficult to uh, take. But I'm kind of curious about people who are still presenting, but we're presenting virtually now instead of on live stages. What is it about the glory that you feel from an audience in a live setting that you don't get from that virtual feeling? It's just not the same thing. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering about where, how that falls into your safety, certainty, validity. You know, I'm wondering where that falls in your spectrum. Yeah, well, the energy is different, you know, being on Zoom versus being you know, in person, um, you know, being able to look at somebody's eyes, being able to like kind of, um, is it feed off the energy in the room? Not feed off, but like, you know, you can, it's palpable. You can feel it. You know what I mean? Versus Zoom, there might be a lot of people like on the call. You might have a lot of faces there, but everybody's in their own environment. Everybody has their own distraction. Mm-hmm. Everybody, um, if you're like me, has their dog like coming to jump up <laughs> and say right. hi. So, right. um, but that doesn't mean that um, the way I would approach it, it's like, it doesn't mean that the message not is not being heard. It doesn't mean that the message is not being approved of. A lot of the times that stuff that we, uh, because as humans, sometimes we tend to beat ourselves up. You know, when things don't look exactly the way we think they should look. So it doesn't mean that the message isn't being heard. It's just a different thing. And 
It's just a different vibe, a different energy. And I, I just think that that's a really interesting awareness to have of where you are feeding yourself from. So let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about like burnout and exhaustion and things like that. What are some signs that people might need to be on the lookout that they are approaching success exhaustion or burnout or some of, one of the varieties of that? Yeah, at, at times there can be some overlap, especially in the world that I come from medicine, but like for burnout, um, people are usually under a lot of chronic job stress, whether it's like physically demanding time constraints or what have you, but it, it tends to um, result in symptoms such as being very cynical, being very um, detached from your coworkers, Sometimes that detachment can extend to your home life. And so when you come home, you just don't want to be bothered. It could also look like uh, exhibiting really um, extravagant self-deprecating behavior or self-deprecating talk. Like you don't feel um, like you're you're good enough in a sense. Mm -hmm. And success exhaustion is just kind of like your in a career that you've worked really hard for, you're in a career um, that at one point you've probably dreamt about and you're just not happy. Mm. It's not not cracked up to be. Yeah, you can't put your finger on it and you sometimes think about trying something else, but either because you've worked so hard to get there, you're you're not willing to explore that or because of, what will your family think? What will your friends think? What will your coworkers think that you kind of keep yourself and kind of in this small container when what you really want is to to expand or evolve into something different? Mm. Well, I'm thinking that there might be some of our listeners who haven't yet made the leap into speaking that are thinking about it. And what's really going to make your heart sing is a great question in terms of moving over when when we tell people that we want to become professional speakers nobody really understands that tangy <laughs> we have to you know our families truly will never understand exactly what it is that we do as i'm sure your family is probably still a little befuddled i'd like to talk to you though about your business model i love your website everybody head on over to dr tangy t a n g i e Dot com. Your website is fantastic. Yeah. You've got a um, success alignment quiz on there that I think everybody should take. Where are you in your business journey in terms of being an entrepreneur and now being a coach? Yeah. So um, actually, this website and brand is brand spanking new. Ooh. I just launched it in um, September. It's <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah, business has been going really well. And I I find that like when I first launched it, I really didn't know who was going to show up, even though like I was speaking to a particular type of person. And so I've been really surprised to see that um, I have 
actually a lot of entrepreneurs who, and I just didn't even think about entrepreneurs <laughs> as people who um, deal with this, but yeah, a lot of them are either entrepreneurs or they're the, um, like Dr. Lawyer Engineer, this is what you should do if you want to have a good job and be happy mm. type of person. And then occasionally I just, I get people too, who um, are really at the beginning of their career and they, and they want to be successful, but they also want to from the jump, doing it in a way that is aligned with who they are as people. Beautiful. Well, I want everybody to jump on over to drtangy.com. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes. If you've ever wanted to know where our show notes are, we put the full-blown version out at speakerlauncher.com. Just click on the podcast and you'll be able to find the episode in the show notes right there. But I love one of the questions on your quiz. So this is a success alignment quiz, right? And you ask people, who do you most resonate with? One of the questions has Oprah in it, but there's another one there. And the three, uh, I, first of all, I love how your quiz is formatted. It's very beautiful. It's, it flows. Big kudos to your web designer for pulling that in. You have one question that says, who do you resonate most with? Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, or Simon Sinek? And I think that that's really a great way to kind of feel like, okay, who do I most align with? I think probably I leaned into Tony Robbins there. Uh, but I think that's interesting that you would say, you know, whose values are you most like? Yeah, I do not have the same values. I don't think as Tony Robbins because he is so hard driving and so such a hustler for such a long period of time. I could never keep up with him, but uh, nor do I want to. But I, I just felt like, oh, that's it, Tony Robbins. Like I just re admired him, I guess, the most. Yeah. So interesting uh, that that's going to dictate your results in terms of alignment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the quiz will help people kind of come out at the, at the other end. What are you going to tell them when they get the results? Yeah. So when um, they get their results, they're kind of bucketed into three different categories. Okay. So I'm trying to see like who is suffering more from, you know, the burnout type phenomenon versus somebody who might need more help and just establishing boundaries. Mm. Um, so a lot of times the reason why we're um, exhausted is because we give and give and give and give and give and mm -hmm. we never give to ourselves first. Ourselves last. Yeah. And then and then also just the person who who who's maybe um, already worked, you know, worked in coaching and has done some work in their own personal growth and development. Um, and they're looking to transform into something new, expanding into something new, but they just haven't quite taken that step yet. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I think this conversation, maybe a piece of homework that we could assign everybody is to really map out what's important to you, what your values are. You know, for me, you said family. I have that. We have that in common. We have uh, five grandchildren with a sixth on the way, which is very exciting. <laughs> Family is huge. We haven't been able to see them. We're in lockdown. So that's a bit of a bummer, but freedom is a huge one. And freedom has a lot of different connotations, doesn't it, Tangi? Like, it yeah. is it like financial freedom? Is it freedom of time? Because I really value time freedom, like hugely. I do not want, I could never work in a nine to five job. 
I mean, I just, it just, I mean, I did up until I was 25, but since then for the last 30 years, I've been doing this and, uh, very little of it was nine to five. You must have one of the same, when you say freedom for yourself, what does that mean? Yeah, for me, well, it does include financial freedom and it does also include the time freedom you're talking about. It includes the freedom to be really as, as creative as I want to be mm. I in an environment where I have an idea and because other people don't like it, it's just like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. You know? So, um, a lot of my freedom also includes creative freedom as well. Oh, that's interesting. Another uh, value that we have, and we remind our team of this all the time is authenticity. I mean, really literally, if the dog does bark that we're not going to probably edit it out because that's just how we roll that's a part of our brand. And we, although we try to be an example for other people and set the bar really high, I don't think anybody is perfect. And so we are okay with not being perfect. Yes. yes. There's some freedom in that. There's a lot of freedom in that. And, <laughs> and not perfection. Appear <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And I think like, especially as I've gone along my entrepreneur journey, I, I remember at the beginning, everything had to be so perfect, you yeah. know? And so I'll go back and I'll find something on my computer from like two years ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my God, that was awful. But I spent so much time yes. trying to make sure it was perfect. And, and, and you can really see, yeah, just how like not perfect and inauthentic, you yeah. know, it is when you're trying to be perfect. I didn't realize that freedom from perfection was a thing, but I think yeah make it a thing in my world. Uh, and, and the fact that we've brought our clients along to know that, I mean, it used to be back in the day, and I don't know if the mistakes just aren't happening or people just aren't telling us, uh, that, you know, every, if any newsletter went out with a typo in it, three people would tell me now nobody tells me. And I don't know that we're just that we're, we're making less mistakes or if people just aren't telling us. Because I don't get too upset over a typo in a newsletter. Yeah. yeah. At that time, did you were you were you trying to be more perfect? I think so. And when I look back at my history of work, oh my goodness, my first website, I cringe. Oh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> cringe absolutely at my first one. This was you know twenty years ago. So website like a kindergartner made it. <laughs> Is that? I said, mine looked like a kindergartner made it. Oh, really? That's funny. Well, mine was so inauthentic that I actually had the mountains of Utah in my on my website because it was kind of about, you know, achievement. And there was, I don't know, some graphic of these mountains. And how inauthentic is that now? I don't live in Utah. Why would I have Utah in my, yeah, I just like the picture. So now I've, we've really come a long way, baby, in terms of uh, evolving. Where do you live? Where do you live? I live in Canada. There are no mountains of Utah in Canada. <laughs> I live actually in London, Ontario, which is two hours north of Detroit and two hours west of Toronto, just to kind of okay. yeah. there. But yeah, there's there's no Utah mountains. There's nothing orange in our <laughs> in our rolling hills at all. So I think it's funny that I thought that was good when I first started. But uh, now I recognize that it was not good. It was very, very bad. And that's how we all get started. Well, talk a little bit about, this will be our final question. Talk a little bit about 
being brave enough to take risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that really comes down to courage and everybody's scared to take a risk, mm-hmm. right? So, and I think people look at others and they're like, I don't think I could do that. You know, um, they just automatically assume that the person who took the risk wasn't scared. Mm, interesting. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think we all, fear is a primal emotion. We all experience fear. Right. And our choice is, are we going to cultivate courage and do it anyway? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, who said that saying, but uh, it's been around a long time. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And, you know, one of the taglines of my new book, which is all about scaling your business is if you're not willing to fail, you may not be ready to scale because really failure. And, and uh, I'm, I'm talking about my first failure, which was my first website. You know, I was willing to put it out there and just get started and get off the mark and go and will adjust and, and, you know, reset and reinvent as we go. You just have to get off the mark. Last week, I, I, I and I'm not a, a, like a connoisseur of Indiana Jones movies, but I was happy to see one across the screen and I knew it was Indiana Jones. And then like it was he was figuring out some riddle or something. But and so he was he had to cross a ravine and the movie just showed him and I had it on silence. So I don't even know what the words were, but um, and the movie just kind of showed him like being really mm-hmm. experiencing trepidation and being really scared. And then he just put his foot out. And as he put the foot out, there's like this golden path appeared. Uh, but it would have never appeared had he not put that first foot out. And right. I think I was like, that is such a great illustration for courage. And especially as a business owner, like it's a big land of, I don't know what the crap's going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to say the right thing. I don't know if I'm going to do the right thing. I don't know if this website's going to work. You just got to do it. And then as you do, as you take your step, the next step in the path will appear based off of the first step. And that's how I look at that. So Indiana Jones makes it into this podcast. Who knew, Angie, (laughs) that that was going to be where we would go? Exactly. (laughs) We took the first step into this podcast and look where it went. Indiana Jones. Well, Tansy, thank you so much for being on the show. Folks, if you would like to know more, go to Dr. Tansy. That's T-A-N-G-I-E. You're going to love her website. It's absolutely beautiful.com. And let us know that you've appreciated what we've been doing. Uh, we love it when we get comments out on our podcast, when people subscribe to make sure that they don't lose anything every single week, that they don't miss anything. Thanks again, Tanji. And with that, we will say, see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.